Welcome back to Coaches on the Beach, and today we have Vince Miranda joining us. Vince has a background in beach volleyball from competing on the AVP Next Tour to coaching at the NCAA level in different programs and now operating his own club out of Little Rock, Arkansas, Prime Beach. Vince, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I really do appreciate it. Vince, uh, you know, storied, storied career all around uh, every level of beach volleyball. Um, I think the one that if you've been around College Beach, you know, and we want to hear what it was like to sit in the box when you were with the Stetson Hatters. And you guys maybe won. Uh, it was a kind of a cool match. I don't know. Was it the first time somebody had ever upset somebody, I think, in NCAA tournament history? Uh, eight seed Stetson takes down USC. Tell us a little bit about, like, that, how you got there, how you started at Stetson, and what led you guys to pulling off um, probably the coolest thing in College Beach. Uh, to preface, yeah, it was <laughs> it was definitely a cool feeling. Um, I I still don't even know what to feel about it or how I felt about it. Excuse me. It was just, yeah. Um, but anyways, how I got there, it was always on the bucket list to be able to uh, coach Division One beach volleyball. I always thought that's where I should be um, back, you know, way back when. And um, I was, I had Prime actually up in Chicago. Um, I had it for about five years prior to going to Stetson. Then I got word that Stetson was looking for an assistant coach. I had coached with Christina with uh, USA Volleyball a few I want to say like a year, a year prior to, and I, so I texted her, we exchanged numbers. And I texted her. I was like, Hey, are you looking for an assistant coach? And she's like, a matter of fact, I am. I was like, well, since I had someone commit to you already, do you mind if I apply or is that like a, you know, a conflict of interest or whatever? And she's like, no, you totally can. I was like, okay. Um, so I went through the process and, um, I was able to procure the spot at, at, at Stetson. Um, what led us there? It was sheer determination of the girls and the goals of what Christina wanted, but what the but really the goals that the girls wanted. Um, and those goals were set by the girls that was within Christina's expectations. And everyone was able to kind of like jump on board with that. Um, so it was, it was really cool to see going in being first, yeah, being my first year, I, I don't know what I'm going to, you know, how I'm going to react, like how the girls are going to react to me and how I was, was going to react to the girls. But um, luckily we all got along like super quick and, um, and we were able to grind it out. I mean, there were some tough losses that year, but uh, going into that match specifically, Colin, uh, we did a lot of preparation. Um, I mean, we were able to get film. We studied that film for days. I remember our last session when we got down to Gulf Shores, uh, Christina and I were just like, okay, this is, this is our game plan. This is what we're going to do. And we executed it to a T. And, uh, you know, we couldn't have, we couldn't have been more, uh, more happy, more excited, more proud. I couldn't have been more proud to be a part of the, part of that program for, 
for the time I did. It was amazing. Uh, and what uh, what box did you get to sit in? So who were your at the time? Was this at the time NCA was still running it in two waves, or were we running it in one wave? One wave. One Um, wave. yeah. <laughs> so um, my two seeds were three and four. Um, yeah, and so I was honestly to I mean in all realness I was so caught up in the fours match I didn't get over to the threes. Um, earlier with, uh, you know, I think it was later in our second set, we saw the, the threes, um, take it. So I was like, okay, so now I don't need to worry about Anna and Rachel Noble. I'm just going to be here with Julie and Sam. And, um, I, I mean, I distinctly remember we were up USC, uh, Fanoi was, they got a, they had a run of a few points and now they're up by one. And it was like, uh, I think it was like 17, 16 or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, we went to go tie it up. They took, they called a timeout and the fives clinch. We jump over the barriers and it was, it was just a matter of time of like, if it was going to be the fours or the fives and the fives just, they took it to him so hard. And uh, yeah, uh, I remember jumping over that, uh, the court barrier and then getting talked to by the officials afterwards. Um, make sure you uh, finalize the match before you go celebrate. Sorry, sir, that won't happen again. Thank you very much for the warning. Uh, and then I went to go celebrate more. But uh, <laughs> so that was, uh, it was a, just a surreal experience really. I mean, just to be at the, I mean, at that stage, or on that stage, excuse me, and to, you know, to have been the eighth seed to upset the number one seed at the, at the, at the um, beach volleyball tournament, it was at the championships. It was just, yeah, it was crazy. It's funny you mentioned the celebrating because I have a couple of very distinct memories of one year going to Gulf Shores and one Southern Cal won it. With, I remember watching like ball is still midair. <laughs> and Gustavo sees a win three courts over that wins them the national championship. And I watched him hop over barriers, through underneath a net, over a couple of cameras to race down to that to that court that had won. So I'm just wondering, you know, was there a little bit of a hey, you're the eight seed? I wonder if Gustavo ever gets the same the same talk. I might have to ask him, like, hey, Vince was telling me that the refs weren't too happy with his celebration technique. What do they think of yours? You know, we'll uh, we'll get them on the talk there. I think uh, I think there might be a little bit of a bias with Gus. <laughs> yeah, it's unfair. It's malarkey, you know. <laughs> so you were on that staff. Was uh, was Jordan with you guys that year? Was that the year Dyer was around? Uh, so Dyer came. We asked Dyer to come back for the championships and okay. to help us out prior to. Um, so he was our uh, volunteer assistant. So he was, um, I believe he was at the twos with uh, with uh, Sammy and Darby, and they were able to take that match. Yeah. You know, I don't think a lot of people know about Jordan Dyer. I mean, he was, so was he the assistant before you were at Stetson? Yeah. Was he, he was the full-time, okay. Um, so Jordan. Part-time. Known as a uh, part-time, there we go. Jordan was known or is known as one of the two 
um, vegan NCAA beach coaches, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think him and Russell Brock uh, hold on to that title. Um, but then also, you know, I think you guys had kind of a similar playing career, get, working your way up as as young guys on the AVP Next Tour. And then um, now you guys both run clubs. Is there any camaraderie there? Is there any conversations that kind of happen with you in East Beach? Or um, have you guys ever thought about, like, you know, sending your prime beach kids out to Santa Barbara or bringing those kids out to, to Little Rock? Oh, dude. Um, so I, so Jordan's first website, I made. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so camaraderie, yeah, no doubt. Um, and then when I got into my accident, he got wind and um, he, you know, he shot me a couple of messages and we exchanged back and forth. Um, so, I mean, the even though, you know, we're few and far between with, you know, collaboration and, um, and talking, it's like, we can pick up where we left off. It's amazing. Uh, but he's just one of those dudes, you know, um, super easy going and freaking hilarious. So, um, yeah, no, but have we talked about it? No, we haven't. Um, in all honesty, um, probably something that could happen in the future most definitely um but yeah like it's uh it's uh, we have a great relationship yeah i want to see that collab i want to see the prime beach 805 beach uh tournament i you can guarantee i'll be i'll be moving my happy tail out to, to little rock or, or santa barbara wherever you guys hold it and uh, i will just enjoy watching that dynamic Oh, for sure. Um, we would probably go out to Santa Barbara. I haven't been there before. That's one of the parts of California I haven't been, so I definitely want to go. Yeah, you got to. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. We'll get you. We'll get you out there, Jordan. If you listen to this episode, uh, hey, let's get that working, buddy. <laughs> so you were for one sure. of the first people that I ever met when it came to coaching beach volleyball. We met down at Gulf Shores uh, during one of the national championships just a couple months after I'd been hired by Charlie. And we kind of took the night and we talked and got to know each other a little bit. And I think you have a very interesting story about like how you got into volleyball, when you started seeing beach volleyball as your career forward. And I was just wondering, would you give us some of that background a little bit further past that Stetson? Um, yeah, so like beach volleyball, it was, it, I mean, growing up, you know, in Chicago, indoor was in the Midwest, indoor is king, right? Um, you play indoor, you go to college for indoor, you play overseas, and then, you know, you do the beach thing. Well, um, I played in college, got hurt, um, came back, I got my surgery, my shoulder surgery done. It was a labrum tear. Um, then I couldn't hit the ball as hard as I could, or as I used to. So I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Uh, so I went to the beach game because I, I heard it was more placement um, than power. So I was like, all right, well, since I can't swing as hard as I used to, I can, you know, go out and just figure out the, this finesse thing that everyone's talking about. Yeah, I was a disaster. It was so bad. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. And defense, I didn't even know what that was. So um, needless to say, it was it was a it was a hobby for a long time. And, you know, it had 
like-minded friends that wanted to go out to the beach every day. Uh, we were living in the city at the time. And so we went down to Oak Street where the AVP is held every year. And we just set up our court and tents and bring the coolers and did the thing. That's what we did Saturday day, you know, Sunday day. But um, then I started wanting to take it a little bit more seriously. Um, I went to go uh, seek out some coaching. I uh, went out to the West Coast. Um, my first my first coaching lesson was with Jose Loyola, um, which we, you know, we have a, a we have a good high and by relationship at this point. But um, but yeah, that no, like it was yeah, I mean, very acquaintance esque. But I mean, um, still really cool to be able to get coached by him. Um, I learned a lot of the game um, and a lot of my technique from him. Um, and which I still abide by and what I teach the kids today. Um, and if it doesn't look the way I want it to look, the way I know he would want it to look, it just, it's not good enough. Yeah, so I'm sure so, it was that, that first time you went out there and you're like, oh yeah, I can shoot uh, all these different shots because I don't have my shoulder anymore. I'm sure that's exactly the moment you're like, yeah, this is this is my career for the future, right? You, you, well, uh so prior to going out there, I played some, I played some like Midwest open. Right. Um, and that was cool. But, uh, I went out to him and he goes, so you play open in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. So, so you think, you know, beach volleyball sort of, he's like, no, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't know anything. And, um, so I started playing and I started doing the AVP next thing. Um, I did the, e I, I, um, I played on the EVP for, for a little bit. Um, I actually, so, um, that's when I first met Dave Palm. Okay. Uh, we're, we were up in, we were at a tournament up in Racine, Wisconsin. Um, I was playing with a dude, uh, his name was, uh, Johnny K. Um, they call him the reason. And, um, he's still one of my really good buddies to this day, but we played, Dave Palm and Riley Salmon and Riley Salmon got a gold medal in Beijing. So that was a very, very intense match for, I would, I would consider my, one of my most like memorable uh, matches ever. Um, and I know that was one of the, you know, one of the things that like, I, I mean, there was, there were some good plays, and there was some like, what am I doing plays? And don't get me wrong, we lost. <laughs> like, I'm not even like, we lost 100%. But it was such, they were so cool. And Riley brought out his gold medal. Like, we were joking around afterwards. Um, got some pictures of, of like the gold medal and like all of us took some pictures. And it was just really, it was just a really fun um, experience to be able to play against um a young dave palm and riley salmon it was it was wild that's awesome and yeah. that that the prime beach you said you started up there in chicago was that during your yeah. playing days or was that a little bit after no so um i want to say a year after that i was at one of the larger tournaments in chicago uh, i'm playing with uh johnny k again for this tournament and um I came down something bad and my knees always been bothering me, but I didn't know what was going on. Um, I always just 
ibuprofen, ibuprofen. You know what I mean? Like, it's just what you do, you know, whatever. Popping them like Skittles. It was gnarly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, we're, we're one, we're one game out of, we're one game finishing to finish full play and one, one more game to get to the, to, to the playoffs. And I couldn't move my right knee and my knee swelled up to like a softball. I'm like, I kid you not. And I'm like, dude, I can't even, I, I'm like, I'll give you money for our entire entry. Like I will, I'll eat this. Like I can't even play. He's like, you can't push one more game. I was like, no, nah, dude. And like, even if we get to the playoffs, like I'll want to play, but like I can't. And he's like, all right. So um, I bought him a couple of beverages and we just chilled and watched the finals. Like until the finals happened, like there was nothing else I could do. Um, I know I'll be all. I went to the doctor and I had to get um, a bit of a knee surgery. And so that's when I started to, um, that's when I looked at the beach scene in Chicago and I was like, there's something more that can happen here. We have beaches for days along that lakeside coastline and why not use it to the advantage that we can. And I did. So that's when Prime Beach started. And what was that journey like switching from learning yourself from some legends of the game and then taking the knowledge that you had been learning, been executing, and now being the coach yourself, coaching younger athletes that are trying to take that next step up. And then obviously it went pretty well to go to Stetson, go to uh, Corpus Christi. Um, but kind of talk about that, that change of pace from being a player versus being a coach now. It was hard. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of, uh, just like a lot of uh, the athletes, your guys' athletes, actually, um, they don't know what to do after they play, right? Like that's, it's like, okay, well, I I got this degree, you know, like I can do that. Like, or, but like your passion is still your passion, you know, and if, and if you're one of the crazy ones that want to follow your passion to the nth degree, um, then you know staying in the game is the the best way to do it like honestly like um if you don't know you can always rely on the game just think about it like you and this goes like to to players like you have given time blood sweat tears like all the, and i know it sounds cheesy but like all of that you've invested so much why don't you think that just because you invested so much, don't you think that it will come back to you and have the ability to do so? And that's what I started to look at. I'm like, well, what can volleyball do for me now since I have given so much of my my time and body to it? Um, and so that's, um, it was hard, don't get me wrong. Um, and living vicariously through somebody is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but you get to learn and love that it's no longer about you it's about it's about helping them and that's what you fall in love with um eventually so or that's what i did anyways i, I don't know about anyone else but i mean that's what i that's i fell in love with it so you, that that living vicariously through that that student athlete that you're training like i i completely understand the feeling but when they're doing it 
40 times better than me. I'm, I'm going to be hands off and I'm going to live vicariously. No, I think uh, that that training method um, that I've seen and I've heard from a couple of your athletes that I've talked to, like it, it's something that you're very good about your technique. You're very good about breaking down the different elements of the game to them. And I'm just curious of like when did that start hitting home to you? Was it during your playing days or when you got into coaching? Did you see your coaching develop? meant with the with those skills with that that training um it was definitely it was definitely from my playing um again i i i really contributed to jose loyola because you know if i wasn't taught from him the way he taught me um i wouldn't have the the foundation i have um and then you know obviously once you have a foundation i mean you guys know you can build off of that however you feel um whatever you know whatever the game wherever the game takes uh takes the player takes the game uh, takes you takes whoever um you can build off of it so i it definitely started as a player for sure can you talk i think you have as a club coach and a club director um obviously volleyball wise is one thing right i think we all we all love coaching volleyball it's great we like the sport for what it is um, but you, I think, have done a great job of uniting a group of people in, well, let's be honest, Arkansas, not not a super big beach volleyball hotbed. Um, it's, it's not what, when I think of beach volleyball, let's put it this way, Little Rock isn't the first spot in my head. Um, not wrong. A few, <laughs> a few places ahead of it. And so you've done what I think is one of the coolest things and taken athletes from all over Arkansas, Missouri, um, all the way out to Oklahoma, and you've kind of brought them into this we'll call it a family i mean i have no doubt in my mind that that prime beach is a family tell us a little bit about like how you go about fostering that relationship what is it what's important to you when it comes to the day-to-day how did the idea of having such a widespread club even come to you well um old habits die hard colin uh um so the um Number one, if it wasn't for Abigail Lagerman, um, she's at South Carolina now. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have stepped back into the game. Um, I was done with it once I left Corpus. Um, I got up here, um, had a complete career shift. Um, I was coaching indoor just to to stay with it, but like I wanted a different, you know, I wanted a different pace. I wanted to be an assistant coach and. A, basically a player coach that, you know, hey, jump in here, jump in there, you know, do what you can, you know, kind of thing. Um, more so mindless. My job was, you know, like, just go out and do. And I didn't have to worry about anything else. Um, so that's that. But and then Abigail, you know, she sought me out on Instagram. She scrolled through and she's like, okay, this dude knows. Um, she, she DM me. She's like, hey, would you give me some, you know, beach lessons? And I was like, I left her on read for a while, <laughs> for a couple of days. I was, I was like, do I say yes? Um, obviously, we know what happened. I eventually said yes after a couple of days. And um, we went to work. Um, and then her, uh, then um, Isabella uh, started coming around um, here and there at first. And then um, 
then I had these two gnarly players like playing beach volleyball. Um, they were making friends and with the friends that they were making, they were independents um, for the most part. So I was like, well, if you're independent, like, why don't you, like I started recruiting and that's the old habits die hard. So I was, so after, after they did the initial, like, Hey, I was like, I'm, I'm assessing them. I'm taking notes. Like, I'm like, could, like I'm watching their attitude on the court. Like, are they going to be able to fit in a culture that I want to start building? Um, and that's kind of how it happened, to be honest with you. So yeah, I mean, so yes, we have uh, players from St. Louis to Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, but everything's within a five mile or excuse me, a five hour radius um, of driving. So we don't need like, so if we get together as a group, we can drive and we can host it and we host each other um, at each other's like city state. And it, what's and that's so cool because now the girls are getting together. They're having big sleepovers. The parents are hanging out, and like now it's now it becomes like you said, it becomes a family. And that's what has like I had a vision of just bringing the girls together. I didn't have a vision of creating this 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 organization that that just thrives off of being like a part of a team on the beach. Um, I had, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to go to be that, but uh, it has. And I'm, I'm very, I'm very lucky that the parents and the players that are in that are associated with prime um, are all about it. Like I couldn't ask for a better group. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot in the recruiting process of trying to find, um, student athletes right to join our programs that are used to the college model right? and i think the toughest part about going from club to college um as somebody that did the og beach stuff right you know there, there's no bench on the beach was like the number one uh, sales pitch i guess for club volleyball and then you get to college and there actually is a bench on the beach and <laughs> if you're a program of yeah, there's actually, actually, there are starters and, and non-starters and there's ones through fives and that kind of deal. And so um, that became kind of a harsh reality to a lot of athletes who had, you know, left indoor because beach didn't have a coach telling them whether they could play. Now they've hit college beach and all of a sudden we're kind of back to that same thing. It's a very hard shift from what am I doing to what are we doing? Um, and so from that moment till now, everybody's like, hey, BBCA, right? BBCA is trying to create a similar model. Can we get teams? Can we get things going together? But the the difference is the true investment, right? There's still got to be like that true investment in everyone around you. And you guys have created that. And I don't know if it was like, if there was intent behind it, do you, did you encourage them at first to like, Hey, <clears throat> you know, I won't say any names, but like, Hey, go over to St. Louis and hang out with them for the weekend, you know, and I'll come up and do training. Um, or was it kind of their idea? How did it all come about? Gosh, that's such a good question. Cause that didn't, um, what you're, what you're speaking of is that didn't happen until later. Um, actually until the, until this past year, did that not happen? That that happened. So it was more like we were, we are very lucky to have a large, indoor beach volleyball facility 
um, in the middle of all of our cities. Um, and that's uh, Volleyball Beach Ozark uh, in, Spring, in Ozark, Missouri. And they have 10 indoor beach volleyball courts there. And I truly have to say that it, that place united us um, because we were, we were just consistently there, just always there. And so, um, you know, for someone coming from the St. Louis area, it's like two hours. Tulsa, it's like two hours. Fayetteville, it's like an hour and a half. For us, it's three and a half hours. So, and I'm it like in, I mean, if it's for me, like I'll, I'll make the drive regardless, but like the Logamans were making the drive because they knew it was something, they knew it was going to be something special. And so like, they want to be, a, they wanted to be a part of that as well. And, um, and why not? Right. Like, so, um, and that's where we really got to, that's where we really were able to like establish the, uh, the training piece. So every big training that we had, we had it at Beach Volleyball Ozark. And we would run two a days. We would run a Saturday and a Sunday. And it would be um, like, it would be four hours on Saturday, four hours on Sunday. They would, um, I would cater their lunches. So they would get, they would get um, meals in between. I would buy snacks, they would get snacks. Um, pretty much everything that you would get as as a collegiate player, I'm treating them as such. And basically, what I was what I was doing is I was creating opportunities for them to be around one another as much as possible. And that is what I what I really think helped out with the entire situation of be, becoming so close as a team, as a program where you're not uh, like you're not just going to a like a tournament and you're on your island you know after you're done playing because you separate right like no that's not how we're doing it we're doing everything as a group you know um so much so colin it was so awesome because last year at ecc um bella and her partner were the only ones left standing um unfortunately actually bella and partner had to eliminate they eliminated molly and mia to get as far as they did. Um, but I mean, yeah, that was a great match, by the way. It was it was phenomenal. But um, they were in uh, Bella and Partner. They played the 18s and they were in the 18 semifinal. And all of the girls, instead of going into their hotel and instead of going to change and going to the airport, everyone stuck around and they stood and they and they sat courtside. And um, like that's what you're that's i mean I, I that's what you guys are looking for right like that camaraderie regardless if you're done or not like that's and uh it was it was really cool to see i had to take a couple of pictures and i have some it's just it was awesome to see that they were you know that they were supporting and i again those girls are amazing yeah, it's really cool to hear these stories because you're creating a, almost like a collegiate beach program up there, looking at culture, looking at how we're training, where we're training, bringing people in from different areas of the Midwest. And then you're, you're having these tournaments where they're sitting courtside supporting their teammates, just like we would want for our team when we're, we're getting down to a 2-2 finish, one court still going the whole team lines up on the sidelines, crosses sides with the team, you know. 
Um, and that's really, really cool. And you've had some of that, that NCAA experience that you're, you know what to look for, you know how recruiting works, um, that type of thing. When you were at Corpus, when you were at Stetson, what were some really big things that you guys had in your program that you're incorporating into Prime right now? Because Stetson, uh, Corpus, they're, they're pretty good programs. Uh, they, they're top of the line. They're making NCAA tournament. You got two good coaches that are really well known throughout the country. Um, what did you pick up from them that you're you're implementing in Prime right now? How to drop a okay. So when I went to Stetson, um, Christina taught me how to do a lot of things, um, and if it wasn't for what she taught me, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to put together. Uh, the practice plans that I do, um, they're more organized, they're, they're fluid, um, all drills are leading up to, you know, a, a, like a big play out drill at the end, like, uh, and it, it was just, she taught me how to, how to write it, um, how to write a, a good practice plan. And it was, that's something that you can't, that, that I, I, I mean, I really can't even pay that back. Like it's, um, and then another thing that she was able to, uh, I mean, she didn't really teach me it, but like through, through her expectations and obviously the rigor that her program goes through, um, I was able to learn the rigor of an elite beach athlete. Um, now it, it doesn't completely translate to, um, the club side, but it does in a sense. And like what to expect out of your, you know, what to expect out of your, 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 um, your, your players uh, the night before or two nights before, like, um, like I eat more all the way down to having individual um, coach player sessions in the lobby of hotels to get what they're thinking before the, before the tournament starts. Like those are the things that she was doing that I started, that I implemented. And even when I wasn't there, I'm like recapping, like I'm calling my, I'm calling the players. Hey Mia, like, you know, what was it like today? Or Hey Bella, what was it like today? Uh, Abigail, what, you know, what are you, what, you know, what did you, what did you uh, find that was very successful that we can go on to tomorrow? You know, like those kinds of things, like those recaps are huge. Um, and that's, those are the things that I was able to learn while my time at Stetson, um, while my time at Corpus, it was more so that like, I needed to build a culture, um, with this pro with my program. Um, I, you know, that was one thing that I learned there that to have a successful program, you have to have the culture from the top down. And the way I learned it is, um, which was really cool because like Gail was really uh, good friend. She's really good friends with Nina um, from um, the previous coach of Pepperdine. And we we all had like a Zoom call with her. And that was something that she said um, that the culture starts from the top down. And then however, it, however the players take it, they take it, but they start adopting, um, they start adopting it as their own. And I was like, that's it. That's it. That's the key. 
And so um, that was the biggest thing that I learned at Corpus is like culture, like you got to have it. Yeah. And, you know, you've gotten the opportunity to, to see, or I guess opportunity would be a weird way of putting it, but um, you saw that kind of burgeoning Corpus Islanders program and then probably felt like maybe it got ripped away a little bit. Um, talk to me about like the having to move so much and how that's impacted your perspective or maybe your um, feelings towards even College Beach in, in general. Um, well, Stetson was a part-time gig. No one knows that. Um, everyone uh, thought it was a full-time gig because it was full-time after that season. Um, but it was a part, it was a part-time gig. So, um, it was a hard move for me, uh, from Chicago. I mean, like I owned a house, I owned a program. I was, the, I was the head coach of an indoor junior college program. I was, um, I was helped running, uh, an indoor, a large indoor program, juniors indoor program. And then I had my day job, um, which was, I was, uh, um, special ed, uh, assistant. Um, in um, at Northside College Preparatory High School. So I was doing all of these things to take a part-time gig at Stetson. Um, and before you know it, like we're done with championships. And I was like, I need to find a full-time job. Christina's like, no, I understand. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, the boosters are like, oh, well, we want to make it a full-time gig and I'm already gone. So I was like, well, crap. <laughs> so I made my way down to uh, South Florida. I bebopped around there. I was able to um, work with Capri and Steve for a little bit. I, I did one of their camps um, and um, I was a volunteer assistant for them for like a hot minute. Um, and I keep on telling them over and over again, if I was able to be paid in appreciation and respect. I, I, I would be a rich man and I'd be living in a mansion in South Florida. Like it was, it was amazing to work with them too. Um, even for the time I did and, you know, um, and Steve automatically asking me, Hey, you know, can you look, I was, I was at a, I was at a family member's house. Hey, can you look at this person? Can you look at that person? What do you think about this person? And like, like automatic, like it was, it was amazing. There's like that camaraderie just that they fully gave me and, um, or the faith that they gave me that I can do my job. Um, so that, that was cool. But then I had to take a full-time job. So I had moved from, you know, cause I'm old <laughs> and I needed benefits. That was like, you know, one of my things, one of my prereqs, I guess. And mm -hmm. Corpus came. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> um, and then Corpus came around and um, I've been talking to Gail uh, since my move down to South Florida and made the move to Texas. Um, that was that was a hard move for me. I didn't really want to leave South Florida. I don't know who wants to leave South Florida. Um you know, I was working for Sandstorm Beach Volleyball Club. I've been friends with Jay since I had Prime in, in Chicago. Um, and we kept in touch. And um, 
I, you know, he was helping me get a job and all that stuff. But yeah, no, I left for another collegiate job. And, um, and then amidst COVID, I, you know, I resigned there and took a different job because I needed something more lucrative. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about coming back to beach volleyball. Yeah. Um, in Little Rock. And, and I think, uh, something that sometimes gets, I guess, left out. And we talked about a little bit with RJ. We had RJ on the pod not too long ago. That episode should be coming out soon. But, you know, there's a point there sometimes, like, the suck, I guess. And and the suck being um, time or something that isn't, you know, it's not all peaches and cream. It's not all beaches and volleyball. Um, and so... Talk a little bit about what that was like for you getting all these things ripped away. And, you know, college beach volleyball is not a great place to get rich. Um, sometimes it's not even a good place to to make a, a little wage um, and how you felt during that. And then ultimately what got you to um, I know the Logamans helped kind of convince you, but you'd had to coach indoor at some point there. So why coach indoor even after all of this ripping your heart out? <laughs> Um, well, the, the suck part was, all right, um, let's go with, uh, Stetson. Um, gosh, we were on the road a lot. <laughs> we were on the road a ton and, and, um, the logistics, the logistics that went behind that was the suck for me that year. Um, and I'm sure it was the suck for Christina as well, because I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off and I know she wasn't happy about it. Um, so, and I wasn't happy about it to be honest with you. Cause like I'm a planner and I like to be, I like to have set things like, you know, like you go here, you expect X, Y, and Z man, man, oh man. Um, let's just say it was definitely subpar. My, my performance was definitely subpar. And that was the sucker part about it. Like I, I like, it, um, I just, I felt as if I was always like three steps behind. That was my most, like, that was the stressful, the, the most stressful part about, about it. Um, at Corpus, it was more or less like, how do I offer ideas and offer um suggestions without coming off across like a pompous a-hole you know or like a like like a know-it-all um because you always gotta in all fairness okay i i know i have a tone problem like everyone knows i have a tone problem in my program Abigail's like, you have a tone problem. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I work on it every day. Um, but <laughs> I mean, but um, like, so that was, that was a constant suck for me. It's like, I can, I see that, you know, we could do X, Y, and Z, but how do I, how do I present that? You know, like, um, so that was, that was, again, the suck part for me. Um, I started doing stats, trying to give like statistical, uh, you know, data 
Uh, and this is the reason why we should be doing things. But again, like it's all delivery. It's not really what it is. Um, it's delivery and my delivery was awful. So, um, but why go back to indoor? You said, yeah, like you, you're like, I need to make more money. You know, this is, this hasn't been great. I'm going to move to Arkansas. I'm going to get a job. Uh, and that job's going to cover all you need. It's not like you were like, oh, I need a little side hustle. As we've already discussed, volleyball not going to really, um, you're not getting, not getting any vacations to Fiji with a volleyball side. No. Hustle. That's not, <laughs> no. that's not in our cards. Um, but yet somehow you still decided to go coach club. So when I got here, um, I was introduced to the volleyball community and it was super cool. I didn't know that there was going to be a beach volleyball community here. Um, it was the most gnarly thing I saw because I mean, number one, it was a mile and a half down the street from my house, like where I was living. It was, there's nine courts out there. It's super cool. It's right by the river. Sunsets are so beautiful. Like they're, uh, they're, they're, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, as I got introduced to the beach volleyball community, because Mark Burek was out here doing a clinic, um, everybody was out here. Right. And, um, I got to meet the coaches from different programs and they were asking me to coach indoor. I'm like, I don't coach indoor. I got, I'm done with indoor. Um, but I, I, I did. And I chose EVA and um, they, she allowed me to stay in the game while being a practice player and, and, and doing the, you know, helping the girls, but not really having to do anything administrative, having, not even having to travel with the team, just being there to help. And it was great exercise. <laughs> ultimately the, the best part of that had to be no parents right yeah you, i didn't have to deal with any of the parents nope mm -mm. yeah yeah see that's worth it oh yeah it was it was <laughs> awesome and so i mean you know don't get me wrong um obviously the logovin's parents came along with that um but there could be gnarly parents like i didn't have to deal with it so it was awesome what what about on the other side of this? What's what's next for you? What what comes next in your coaching journey? Um, well, I mean, I have to get like okay, so I was in a motorcycle accident, right? Um, I broke a lot of bones. Uh, I don't know what happened. Um, don't really want to talk about that, but I'll talk I'll talk about like what like what was broke and where I'm at now. Um, I, I broke my pelvis uh, in half. Um, I broke my tibia and my fibia, that's like the lower part of your leg. And they had to reconstruct that. Um, and I had some spinal damage um, where they had to fuse um, two, parts of my, two parts of my spine onto one so it stays straight and together. Um, and with that spinal damage, I am relearning how to walk and use my legs. Um, now I say that in preface um, with rehabs, I'm killing rehab right now. Um, I've been in this facility for about a week 
and on making mad gains. Um, so much so where I was able to stand up on my right foot and I know it seems very minimal, but I was able to stand up on my right foot for two minutes straight. And that's big because two weeks ago, I wasn't able to do that. It's like, what? And each day I'm, I'm making gains, like I'm making small gains or I'm making big gains, but I'm still making gains. And that's what's awesome. What's coming next? Well, um, I want to keep recruiting um, for the program. I want to keep on um, I want to keep on trying to grow it. But like it's not numbers that I'm looking for. It's quality. Um, so obviously, like Colin said, like I'm not looking to get a vacation to Fiji, but like I'm, you know, I'm doing it for the love of the game and for their next step, whatever that next step may be. Yeah. And there's no doubt if there's anybody that knows you, uh, work ethic, not the thing we think of as a problem when it comes to Vince Miranda. Um, Vinstagrammed has been my my workout uh, inspo for the better part of oh, three or four years now, um, especially during COVID when you were hitting the gym hard. And I was like, dang, I'm sitting in LA. I'm like, I can't even go outside for a walk without getting stopped by the cop. And this is <laughs> right. This dude, this guy's putting on 30 pounds of muscle. This is getting crazy. So um, if there's anything we know about you, right, it's, it's the hard work to get that quality and to continue to grow that program, um, it will not come down to lack of effort. I can guarantee that. Um, so hopefully Thank you. we get to see time continue to, to grow and then also you uh, continuing to kick some butt. Um, Thank you. I love, love getting the updates. So we want to see those keep coming. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that 100%. Um, the, uh, the last thing that I want to, actually that um, has been on the, the bucket list is there's gnarly programs in our area, um, in our area meaning what I'm calling the Mid-South because I'm combining the South with the Midwest, um, Arkansas to Oklahoma to Missouri. Um, and not to give too much away um, because this is still a work in progress and obviously it's been a little delayed, um, you know, because I was in a coma for a little bit. And it's like... <laughs> what an understatement, but all right. Cool, 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 I mean, cool. Excuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, I've been working hand in hand with um, Melosi Beach, or excuse me, Melosi Academy out of Springfield. I've been working hand in hand with Jaja Beach Volleyball out of St. Louis. I've been working hand in hand with P413 out of Kansas City with the Scherfenbergs. Um, and obviously you've seen Prime grow from Arkansas to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and now we have Prime Blue. Um, and so uh, I have a director out there that's directing Prime Blue uh, as more of a, uh, as more of a, uh, like your 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 traditional beach volleyball club where you know he's you know getting kids and you know they're <clears throat> doing the whole thing but um my foresight with this is to bring everyone together um because we have we have some really good players that have graduated from this area uh the mid-south region in the past two years, um, 
And if we're just going to keep on making these players in our region, there's no reason why we shouldn't be working together when we're going to see each other at, you know, in Florida, Texas, X, Y, and Z doesn't, you know, Timbuktu, it doesn't matter. Like, why are we traveling there to see one another? We can go here and see one another and it's five hours away. You know what I mean? Like, so um, that's what I'm working on. And that's, uh, I don't know if it's going to get bigger than that, but um, we're definitely starting here. Yeah. I mean, either way, Vince, you've been at the, the forefront of the new beach hotbeds. I mean, Chicago, when you first started there was, um, it didn't have a ton, but obviously grew quickly and really took off. I mean, Chicago for a little while there was one of the best youth beach volleyball areas that wasn't California and Florida. Um, and now, I mean, if this year's, if the 2025 recruiting class, which once again, I won't say any names, but I think uh, some of the most exciting prospects in that class came out of Missouri, Arkansas, in that area. And um, I'm sure things won't be much different going forward. And I think it speaks a lot to, I mean, I guess what early in the career would you have, if you were watching a national championship, would you have expected the finals to have two girls from Missouri in it? I mean, Oh no, no way. No, if it was no. anybody other than Californian, you'd have been like, what's going on here. Um, right. I mean, I remember when uh, the world was shocked by uh, Ella Larkin and Ellie Shank taking down um, Lexi and Riley back in juniors, BVCA, whatever, four yeah. years, ago, years ago. And now it's almost a regular thing. And, and a lot of that is um, obviously you've been around it, training it, but now bringing it together, I think only is going to shoot that area through the moon. Um, and so that'll be really exciting to, to watch. Um, before we finish things up, we do always have, we have our question that we got to ask everyone. What do you want to see from college beach volleyball next? I want to see another explosion. I want to see another, just this program's added, this program's added, this program's added, this program. I want to see more of the, I want to see one more big push. I mean, it's still the fastest growing women's sport in NCAA history to date. But I want to see it happen. Like I, I, I truly believe, truly, I truly believe that there's more than enough room. That there's obviously there's more than enough um, institutions, and specifically to get more northern states and have like indoor, like smaller indoor facilities. They don't have to be like huge, but like get them to get them to buy into it. Um, that that I want to see another one more big explosion. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, that's what I've been trying to think of. I'm, I'm trying to think of the positive with all the conference realignment, but hopefully that will entice a lot of places to add because now there will be a bunch of conferences with like four teams in them or five teams in them. And it's like, if, if you just get one or two other schools right now, your conference gets an AQ all of a sudden, you know, we can have our first national champion that isn't from the state of California or the city of LA or, <laughs> uh, or the 15 miles that exist between Westwood and downtown. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'd be great. It'd be great if we could move that championship 
Honestly, at this point, if their phone number started with a different area code, I might get excited. Like, yeah, let's get let's get well, locked uh, in there. <laughs> I mean, no kidding. Seriously. I mean, in all fairness, though, like Colin, and I know you know this for a fact, is that LSU got gypped in COVID year. Oh, my gosh. Kristen, I mean, they dude, they were they were going to win the national championship that year. Yeah. It was like I mean, hands down. such a hot streak, right? They they beat UCLA twice already. Already. Uh, already. And we were three weeks in the season. Uh, they did it once in Hawaii. They did it once at home in Death Valley. Florida State was on a hot streak that year, too. They had gone, they had split with both UCLA and USC in in Westwood and then in uh, on Figueroa. And it was, I mean, it, that was the year, right? You were looking at it, you're like, this is the year where the power dynamic shifts. Tina was taking a year off from USC. That, yep, that was yep. a big factor. Uh, well, and um, so I was I was there at, in Baton Rouge when, when UCLA and LSU were playing. And I haven't been in a more electric uh, surroundings now you could say, well, national championship. Yeah, but I was invested. Like <laughs> I was against LSU. So like I didn't like it at that time. <laughs> but like but um seeing UCLA and seeing LSU and like just being in that stadium, it was so electric. Um and and that's just if anything were to bring me back, it would be that feeling. Yeah. Well, let's get um, let's get those schools going. Let's get some more. Adding Texas is a nice first step. Hey, I'm not yeah, gonna. Yeah, it is. That that's gonna help a little bit. So hopefully we keep getting that push forward. But um, Vince, man, it, it's so good to to sit face to face with you. I feel like I haven't seen you in much too long, uh, other than some texts and some phone calls here and there. It's nice to like sit down and chat and, and we'll be continuing to pray for good vibes and big games, brother. Uh, thank you very, very much. I really do appreciate it. Colin. Yeah. Um, it has been a long time. Like I used to see you everywhere. Uh, cause I was traveling everywhere that we ever there, there was traveling too. And, uh, <laughs> it was, you know, and I'd always see you there. So it's, it's a little bit different now, but yeah, it's been, it was very nice to see you too. Michael, same with you. Like, it's good to see you. It's actually good to, you know, converse volleyball and and, and just, yeah, to sure. still be a part of it, you know? You'll never not be a part of it, dude. This is, uh, you're stuck with us now. For better or for worse, you're stuck with all of us. Not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on. Um, get better. Yeah, I know, I know you're putting that work in, and we'll, we will definitely see you out in the sand anytime shortly. Okay, man? Um, but, yeah, Thanks, thank bro. you. All right, guys.